Happy Easter, everyone. This is a ministry dude. He is risen. Today is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He died for our sins. Today I want to talk about alcoholism, drug use, a man, and Jesus Christ. Let's read a couple of passages from the Bible. John eleven twenty five through 26. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, I do. 1 Peter 1, 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope to the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Beautiful. Beautiful. He sacrificed his life to save us from sin. We should all give thanks to Jesus Christ today for doing that for us. 1 Corinthians 15, 21. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. Man, there's some scriptures about Jesus in here. I mean, the man, he just, he just saved us all from from the sinful ways of our living. You know, it don't matter who you are. You know, you could be a minister, you could be the Pope, but you're still a sinner. We're all sinners. Let me tell you a little bit of story about a man who was a sinner. My name is Mark, and I'm a sinner. About 35 years ago, I was married, had three kids, you know, life seemed to be, I mean, you know, we had our ups and downs, and, you know, things was kind of a little bit on the rough side, but, you know, all of a sudden, one day, my wife wasn't there, the kids were gone, you know, she, and we had a, a big disagreement, and I was a truck driver driving over the road, so I was, wasn't home during the week. And, you know, and she said, well, if you quit that truck driving job and you get a job here locally as a mechanic, then, you know, we could probably work things out. So I did that, you know, and still didn't work out. So, you know, I was really down in the dumps because, you know, here I was alone. You know, I had friends and like that, but it just wasn't the same. You know, the kids, so I turned to alcohol and drugs to help soothe my soul, which really didn't work because all it did was just exasperate. It was like putting a Band-Aid on something, you know. It, it'll it'll heal, but it takes time, you know. But you're still going to have that pain, you know, day after day after day. And alcohol and drugs is not going to drown, you know, the sorrows. Or, you know, it's going to help you forget for a short period of time. But after that, you know, it's still going to come back, you know. The next day, you're going to think about it. You're going to have a hangover. You know, you're going to be, you know. I had a job. I mean, I kept working on everything, but I still, still, there's something was missing. You know, I just couldn't, you know, and all the bars and all these girlfriends and, you know, all that just didn't do nothing for me. So I decided I wanted to change my scenery. So. 
I took a vacation. I went down to Florida. My aunt lived down there at the time. And I moved. I went down there. I stayed for about a week. It was beautiful down there. You know, I loved it. So I decided when I came back, I gave my two weeks notice and I moved to Florida. You know, I left my wife that I had at the time and our daughter here in New York and I moved down to Florida. All right. So fast forward. You know, I brought her down. I brought my daughter down. Things was, you know, okay, but it wasn't, you know, hooray, you know. It just wasn't, something was missing. I just knew it. So one day, you know, I get the Dear John letter or whatever they call it, you know. That, well, you know, I've met somebody else. And I said, well, you know, that's just the way it goes, I guess, you know. I was kind of heartbroken, but. You know, I wasn't really devastated like I was the first time, you know, from my, from my first wife. So, you know, this, I tried, you know, the best I could to try to, you know, convince her that it was a wrong move for her to make, but she was bound and determined that, you know, she was going to move on with her life. And I should move on with mine. That's what she told me. All right. So about, I don't know, three or four weeks later, I was doing some side jobs with a, this guy that I met. I was living in this rural rooming house. And he said, hey, let's go out to this club that I know. It was, it was called the Eagles Club. <clears throat> it was a private club. You know, he had a membership there. So I went with him. You know, we went in there and was, you know, I was walking around talking to people like this. And I met this blonde lady. Real nice looking, attractive lady. And, uh. I got to talking with her, you know. And she says, you know, I'm having a Halloween party out at my house and next week. And, you know, you can come and if you'd like. And I said, well, I really don't have any plans. And, you know, I'm writing in kind of like in a low spot in my life. So that's, you know, that's great. I'm glad you, you think that I would enjoy myself there. So, you know, I was kind of looking forward to it, but. You know, in the back of my mind, I was kind of, you know, fighting with it. Nah, you don't want to do that. You know, you don't need to soak your eyes like that. But I decided, yeah, why not? I'll go. So the day of the party came, I was pretty excited. And, you know, she gave me the address and everything. Back then, we didn't have GPS, so I had to use the map to find out where I was going. So I found the place, you know, and it, she had a, a nice little house, you know, and had a pool in the backyard. It was a pretty sweet-looking place. She had a little bit of land there. It was down in Florida. So I knocked on the door, you know. I, I went dressed as a pirate. I opened the door, and there's this nice-looking woman dressed as a devil. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah. What a Halloween party this is going to be. So, you know, we got to drinking and like that. You know, we got to talking. And... She was making these drinks. She called them a rum runner, I think they were. Oh, I'll tell you what. Woo, man. Drink enough of them rum runners. You ain't going to be doing any running. He's, uh, so, I fell asleep. I think it was on the couch or somewhere. I can't remember where it was. And I woke up the next morning, and I was pretty hungover. I was kind of buzzed like that. And she says, yeah, good morning. How are you? Make me coffee, you know. She said, how? Yeah, there was there was a lot of people there, but 
you know, we started talking again, and you know, uh, she she made me breakfast, and you know, long story short, we uh, we hit it off, and we've been together ever since, and that was in 1995. And not long after that, we started going to church, you know, and that's where I met Jesus. You know, through her and through, you know, some miracle in life, whatever. I've been crying out to Jesus, you know, send me somebody, Jesus. Send, you know, send me someone, a compatible mate like that. Here's what happened. And that was, you know, what, 27 years ago. And we're still together. You know, and I've quit drinking, I quit smoking, I smoked cigarettes, I smoked marijuana, I did cocaine, you know, I did all that stuff. And through the love of a good woman and Jesus Christ, you know, my life is just wonderful now. You know, I, I became an ordained minister. I do sermons online every week, like this one right here. You know, and my life has been wonderful. We got custody of our grandchildren. We're raising them. You know, things are just beautiful. And I owe it all to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because without him, you know, none of this would be possible. You know, I asked, I said, Jesus, you know, send me somebody, please. God, just send me somebody because I'm tired of being alone. I'm tired of hurting in this world. And he sends me my wife. I had a silver platter, let alone. I mean, you know, what could what could be better than that? You know, to have your prayers come answered. You know, prayer is not a matter of life and death. It's much more important than that. Remember that. You know, when all else fails, drop to your knees. Pray, say, Lord, you know, send me a sign, send me something. I need you. You know, and because of that prayer, my life has just gone up and up and up. I mean, yeah, we've had our ups and downs. You know, nobody's perfect. No marriage is perfect. And we're all sinners. Even though I'm an ordained minister, I'm still a sinner. We're all sinners. There's no change in that. But today is the day that Jesus rose from the dead to save us from our sins. You know, we're washed in the blood now. And we should really appreciate that, that he did this for us. Nobody in the world would ever die for you like he did for us. He And he did it for everybody, not just for one person like that. He did it for everybody. But let me say a couple more verses before I close out for today. Acts 4.33. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in all of them. Luke 24.6-7. He is not here. He has risen. So today is a day that we all give praise to Jesus Christ. Because without him, <coughs> excuse me, we would have no peace and no love in the world. And we need more of Jesus Christ. We spread the word. Spread the word of Jesus Christ to anybody you talk to. You know, Jesus loves you. You know, I mean, some people will look at you kind of funny, but, you know, others might say, well, who is this Jesus Christ? You know, and tell them about him. This is Mark, the ministry dude. I'm signing off for today. We love you. And have a blessed Easter, everybody. He is risen!